0: Thank the AM, oh yes, oh yes, J.M. and the AM in our brand new home, our New York City studios, oh, good morning, good morning, good morning, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what excitement this morning, what energy you, my amazing listeners, give me, what amazing energy you give me, on a Friday yet, who has the nerve to give anybody energy on a Friday, my gosh, uh, do our playlist, our playlist still continuing under the same playlist system, which has been such a hit over all these years, it gives me an opportunity to uh, remind everybody as we go through the morning what you've been listening to. First of all, uh, thank you to Matus for joining me during the bonus time of uh JM and the AM, Uh the time that precedes JM in the AM, which we are going to try to do as often as possible, and uh, that will be archived under bonus JM, which we're looking forward to. See what kind of artwork Mark Zama can come up with that, uh, for that. Uh, that should be interesting and um a lot of great app comments, some of them before six a m so I have those I'll read all of them to you in just a moment as uh people are very excited as you can imagine uh about the brand new uh about the brand new freedom and independence that we now enjoy as listeners tune in from around the world to uh to hear what we have to say and what we have to play. Hashem Melech was um, from the Waterbury Yeshiva album. Avremo with Kapara. You heard Ohad, Malchuscha. Va'ata Marom. That was Simcha Leiner. Aryeh Kunstler with Mizmarshir. And Regesh with Modaani, of course, opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Friday on this December 2nd, day two in the month of Kislev. The year 5777, Tepshinai in Zion. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas Toldos with candlelighting time at 4.09 in the New York area. 4.09 candlelighting here. Make sure you know when things uh, kick off where you are. 42 degrees outside with 63% humidity. Winds are west at 10 miles an hour. Mostly sunny in this area with a high 52. Clear tonight, low 40. Partly cloudy for tomorrow. A high is 47 degrees. Lots of rain and wind in Israel. Uh, when I uh, spoke to, uh, when I actually FaceTimed with some of the people I know in Israel this morning, they were wearing hoods, raincoats, the whole thing. So thank God some rainy uh, weather in Israel with 49 degrees Uh, In Yerushalayim, we're at 42 here in New York City, as we say good morning, at the JM in the AM. Well, as as I said, a lot of app comments, uh, one of the uh, the primary ways that people are in touch with us, obviously the Facebook update page, you can comment on any of our posts, um, uh, quite obviously. uh, That's how it works on Facebook. And uh, Twitter, of course, everyone's uh, talking about what's going on here at the JM in the AM. And our very own app comments... Uh, which have been coming through since, in the context of uh, of early morning, uh, they've been coming through since 5.30 this morning, uh, when one listener started celebrating the fact that we have bonus time. Someone writes from Israel, nothing like J.M. Pre-Shear from Yerushalayim. ZK says sounding good, and of course I'm going to still apologize to ZK for waking him up, although I think he... Uh, he is so used to it at this point, and we've done it to him in so many countries that I think it's almost irrelevant, but I thank him for his early morning help. Miriam L. Wallach with a big boker tof to ZK. Um, someone says just got up. Hope the bonus time is in the archives. In fact, it is. Um, someone screams, uh, someone screams through the app. Um uh the name ZK, and everyone has to assume that it's of course David Fadida, although I have a feeling it's a proxy for David Fadida who's screaming ZK from Israel. Um and hence Miriam al telling everybody that she could hear Fadida from here because that's how loud he is when it happens. Uh Rabbi Benji Kramer's listening on the brand new platform. Thank you, Rabbi. I knew that people like yourself would be uh Excited about this transition once it happens? Give it 24 hours, everybody, and you'll be completely hooked on the brand new system. Listener Moshe says, good morning, Achim. what's going on? I'm trying to listen to an FM broadcast of JM and the AM, but it's non-Jewish music. How will I survive? And of course, Listener Moshe is t- completely tongue-in-cheek, as he says, good Shabbos and which is Uh Listener Malka in Philadelphia says, no static or fiddling with a radio button on my iPhone. That's her app comment this morning. Uh, Someone writes in, now that the show is not limited to three hours in the morning, can we have Malcolm Holmline at least a full hour every Friday morning? My gosh. Talk about a demanding listenership. A full hour. That means I have to write a list of questions that last for an hour. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, We'll have to see. Um, Let's see what else we have here. Someone says, can't wait to hear the brand new station ID at 7 o'clock. Well, I wrote that earlier this week, the brand new ID. I'm going to review it at some point in the next half hour just to make sure I'm happy with it. And we'll do that at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Chef Barre says, for the first time in decades, I don't have 91.1 preset on my radio in my car. Wishing you Mazel and Bruch on the next stage of your service of Klai Yisrael. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, if you know of anybody who's telling you, because obviously when they tell us that they can't hear us for whatever reason, we uh, encourage them to write to Yoni, who's taking care of all the technical uh, back and forth. Yoni at NahumSiegel.com, Y-O-N-I at com. So if you know anybody's having any trouble, please make sure to give him uh, or her that email address. Uh, Aaron says, Mazdaf on the move to digital radio. Thank you. Says, sounds great. Uh, listener Michael, I'm super excited. Sounds great on the new platform. Joshua says, sounds awesome. It's never been so clear. Thank you. Uh, listener says, very excited and happy for you on the transition digital format. Hatzlacha and Shabbat Shalom. And of course, Matis... Tosses in a 6.30 a.m. comment, how he's loving listening to us right now. And he says, thanks to ZK's family. Yeah, they do get a shout-out every time we wake him up. Um, listener says, excited to be with you on the first of many great shows in the new format. A huge Only Simchas Mazel Tov. Thank you very much. OnlySimchas.com. They've made a big deal of our transition, and we thank them. Listener Gary says, no more major morning commute. What will you do with all that time? We answered that question early this morning, as we got on the air early. Our commitment is to build this program, and of course, years ago, Jam and A.M. started at 7 o'clock. What built the 7 o'clock hour was when we ended up starting at 6 o'clock. And what's going to build our first hour is the fact that we're going to be, Bezrat Hashem, presenting as much bonus time as possible on a daily basis. And Mayor Furtick says, here we are, Friday morning, and J.M. and A.M. is still here. Bet the sun is rising, too. And yes, Mayor, it is scheduled to do so very very shortly. Friday morning, it's JM in the AM, all of our usual incredible features. Got some nice interviews coming up. Of course, Malcolm Holmline with the weekly update, he'll join us. Uh, we're going to check in with the coach of the University, of Maccabees. Elliot Steinmetz has a big weekend, and I'll explain why, uh, coming up in Washington Heights. And, um, uh, of course, Rabbi Yudin is with us. Alright, would we be able to keep everybody with us as we make this transition? That was the panic of so many people out there. Are people going to want to come along with you? And of course the answer is yes. They are coming along and Rabbi Yudin is among the people. That will be speaking with us later on this morning at 8.15 Eastern Time. We're actually going to end on time today, which I believe is going to be the tradition every Friday uh, for the foreseeable future. Because the very, very popular Naomi Nachman will take over at 9 o'clock with the table for two. Uh, She is uh, going to be continuing that tradition for us as we continue to watch somebody who started with the Nachum Siegel Network. We continue to watch her star rise throughout the entire Jewish world, especially the world of uh, kosher food. So Naomi's coming up at 9 o'clock, and that's when we'll wrap up JM and the AM. And of course, our friends at Kedem. And would it be an Arab Shabbos or a Shabbos without a bottle of Kedem grape juice or wine on your table? They are going to present and continue to present our incredible Erev Shabbos music mix starting at 10 o'clock Eastern time all the way until candle lighting time. There is no better way. And those of you now who have a web radio, you're going to love this. And you're going to thank us that we made you buy a web radio, because you'll be in your kitchen, or you're in your office, or or, or cleaning things up in your house before Shabbos, uh, and you will be uh, saying to your web radio, uh, turn on JM in the AM, which is of course the best way to program your web radio with the code JM in the AM, and uh, you'll have an amazing Arab Shabbos music mix to accompany whatever you are doing on an Arab Shabbos. So yes, in advance, uh, we will say you're welcome for that incredible service that we're going to be providing to you all day long. If you have not yet discovered the uh, Erev Shabbos music mix, you'll discover it today, and you'll be very thankful for it. Baruch Levine is next. You are listening to JM in the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: sahana besim fauzahana ma vive shalla ma vive Na 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 Sheno Satobi, the show mo, ato hoirohi. ato Atoyitsarito, Ayato, and a power of toy. The kind of ato Sheno ato the hoiro, the Keep
2: No sabe to be. Yo chamaшена sabe to
1: be, te doy ron. I told you
0: J.M. and A.M. Friday, Erev Shabbos. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. San uh, Marakdin, that's uh, Aspak Laria here at J.M. the A.M. Yaakov Shweki's Mama Ma You heard Benny Freeman in there with Colin Esham Ali, Baruch Levine and Bowie Vishalom opening up that set here at J.M. and A.M. Candle lighting at 4.09 in the New York area. Thanks for listening in from around the world. A lot of great app comments. The NSN, Nahum Single Network app. That's what you want to recommend to all your friends and relatives and everybody else who... Uh, is looking for an easy way to tune us in on a daily basis. It's the Nachum Siegel Network app. You literally go to the app store on your phone, Android or iPhone, and just search the words Nachum Siegel Network. That's how it works. Simple as that. Um, so you make sure to tune in every single day. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, it's uh, Naomi Nachman with Table for Two followed by the Kedem presentation of our Arab Shabbos music mix. By the way, speaking of Kedem, we had the most amazing visit, as many of you know, to the Bartonero Winery. If you haven't seen the short video just about the blue bottle of Bartonura Moscato, go to the Nahum Segal Network Facebook update page. Just look at that video, and you will see how great a time we had at that winery. Just in those two minutes, and I'm not kidding around. You'll see it there, and it'll be all, obviously it'll be up there all weekend. Check it out at some point. Uh Arab Shabbos, I want to check out more of our app comments. So many uh, people around the world are uh, listening in and commenting on uh on our NSN app. And um let's see. We have so many tabs open in this New York City computer. I can't even find where where all the app comments are at this page. Oh, here they are. Or at this point, I should say. Um so when we last left you, we had told you about uh so many people wishing us mazel tov. ...on the app. Um, one of our listeners says... ...Why uh, Gildan says... ...is a great, really clear... ...don't have to wait to get into my car... ...to start listening super clear... ...we're coming along with you... ...as you switch to super clear digital format... ...wishing you much, Hatzlacha. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Schwiger. we know who she is... ...down in the Sunshine State. She says, beautiful, Hatzlacha Rabba to the max. Thank you, Shviger. Um Avi writes... Boker tov, nacho, ...Miriam, Mayor, Mayor, Mayor... ...the Mayor, Mark... Hamathis, Robert, Yoni, ZK, and the rest of the NSN staff. Thank you very much uh, for that. And the listener, Josh, says my commute to work has never been so enjoyable. And I have to applaud our audience for all these incredible comments and reactions. We're going to pay careful attention to our feed from Gale Tzal because our timing here is a drop-off from uh, when we were in Jersey City. You want to make sure to hit it at the top of the hour, which will be coming up here. At the Nahum Siegel Network, I want to remind everybody the mega mission of a lifetime, celebrating 50 years of a reunited Jerusalem, is coming up with World Mizrahi starting on May 22nd. That's the week of Yom Yerushalayim. We will be there. We will be there the week of Yom Yerushalayim. Of course, would we miss the 50th anniversary celebration? Not a chance. Uh, information about you joining in and being part of an amazing and incredible mission with the Mizrahi World Movement, go to Mizrahi.org. That's it. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Yom am 50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. That's how you get the information. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. And we have more coming up here at the Nachum Siegel Network on this JM and the AM broadcast for a Friday morning. Um, candle lighting at 4.09 on this of Shabbos 4.09, your candle lighting time And I remind you that Rabbi Yudin and Malcolm Holine And everybody you would expect on a Friday morning Is going to be joining us coming up Uh That is our commitment to keep our amazing format going That you've been used to for all these decades We're doing it on our brand new platform from New York City Right here at the Nachum Siegel Network yeah.
1: Shay name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, the
0: J.M. and the A.M. with Eitan Freilich. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world on malchomsiegel.com, the NSN network, and of course the NSN app. Thanks for listening in. Our number one complete in our first um, our first uh, broadcast from New York City in our new home here at the J.M. and the A.M. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. It's Friday on this Arab Shabbos Parsha's Toldos. Candlelighting at 4.09 in this area. I want to again thank everybody who's tossing in some great comments on our app. That is much appreciated, believe you me. Uh, most recent listeners that have commented have said, Boker Tov Nachum, how was your commute? That comes from Mimi. The <laughs> commute was pretty good. As I said to my son, a little, a little colder than usual. Had no heater along with me, but much shorter than usual. Um... Listener, mommy says a question. Until now you're on terrestrial radio. Can it be said that you're now extraterrestrial? Good luck with the move. Thank you for the out of this world programming. Thank you very much for that. Sandy says Hatslacharabah. Um please keep in mind Elon Rafal Bentova Rifka. Ilan Rafael Bentova Rifka, and she says Todaraba. And yes, we will keep in mind Elon Rafal Bentova Rifka for a Airfour Shlema. Well, Galitzal, as I said in the background uh, we'll do our news from Israel coming up and plenty more. Rabbi Yudin, Malcolm Hone, 9 o'clock for Naomi Nachman, a table for two. 10 o'clock for the Kedem presentation of our Arab Shabbos music mix, which I think is what you're going to thank me for most, for transitioning everybody out there to our digital format. That you'll have that amazing Arab Shabbos music mix with you. Every single Arab Shabbos, including today, as you uh, take care of things around the house or around the office or just get the uh, the week wrapped up. And uh, that last hour, that last hour before 4.09 can be pretty hectic. So you want nothing more than great Arab Shabbos music in the background getting you ready and getting you set for Shabbos. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday follows next, we say Bokir Tov from uh, JM in the AM.
3: לעיצה להשעה 2 כן נוב ראובני אם מה שקורה עכשיו ילד בן 13 נפצע קשה בתאונת דרכים בכביש 90 צפונית לריחו לחכירה ראשונית עולה כי כירכב פלסטיני פגע בילד בעד שרחב חמור, אז נמלט מהמקום הילד פונה בהמטאות מסוק לבית החולים הדסה עין בירושלים כתבו לנו במלת מוסר כי بوخנהית נועה שמשרת ישראל تدخو بوفديكات نسيبوت התאונה. שני בני 17 מהצפון מאושמים כי גרמו לדלקה בחורשת החיהוד בזמן גל השריפות בשבוע שעבר, כתבינו כבמנדל.
4: שני הנערים בני 17 מהכפר מקרש דייד הם מאושמים כי לפני כשבוע הם השליחו גפורים כשהיו ביער החיהוד לעבר הרימות של ענפים מבישים. כתוצאה מכך פרצה שריפה שקליטה עד לחיבויה בידי קבעים ומטוסי קיבוי 15 רצים. הנזק הכספי נעמד בכך 12 אלף שקלים. פרקליטות מחוז חיפה מבקשת לעצור אותם עתו מאליחים.
3: תושב כפר קאסם נאצר לאחר שבדיקת DNA העלתה את החשד כי ביצה שורה של תקיפות מיניות באזור ראש העין. כתבנו מיכאל האוזרטוב.
2: החשות בין ה-30 נאצר לפני כחודשיים בעקבות עבירת מין או תעביצה.
4: אז נלקחה ממנו דגימה DNA שגילתה חשד כי הוא מעורב בשורת עבירות מין שבוצעו כביכול
1: בין השנים 2009 ל-2010 באזור יער ראש העין. על פי המשטרה בעבירות אלו, הוא ערב לנשים שעברו לידו, אז הינק עליהן וביצע בהן מעשים תוך שימוש בכוח.
2: היום החשוד דובה לבית משפט השלום בפתח תקווה ומעצרו ערך יום שלישי.
3: את אסד כי רצח אלף איש מבני שר החוץ של טורקיה, מבלוט צ'או שולו, אמר כי אסור שנשיא סוריה אסד ימשיך למשול, נוכח מספרם העצום של האזרחים שנהרגו בפקודתו. צ'או שולו הוסיף כי יש לפעול להפסקת אש מיידית בסוריה, וכי המצב ההומניטרי הקשה שסורר בעיר חלב, דורש טיפול דחוף. מזג האוויר הסוער הניחלים ברחבי הארץ עלו על גדותיהם, טל זרביב.
4: נחל הרוגות סגור למבקרים, נחל דודי פתח חלקית, והערכון עלה לגדותיו כך שמרוב מים, אפילו בספסלי העץ, קשה להווחים. במהלך הלילה עלה מפלס הכנרת בעוד שני סנטימטרים וחצי, וכעת חסרים עוד 5 מטרים
3: לכנרת מלאה. עכשיו התחזית להמשך סוף השבוע החורפיים, חזי גלץ, ניר רחמים. הגשם יוסיף ללוות אותנו גם במהלך היום, אך עדיין תכנוג בצפון ובמרכז. לקראת שעות הערב, הגשם צפוי להיחלש בהדרגה, אך עדיין היא תכנוג בצפון ובמרכז. בשבת, כבר לחלוף. בשעות הבוקר עדיין ייתכנו שעריות אחרונות של גשם, אבל עד שעות הצהריים צפוי הגשם להיפסק, מזג האוויר יתבהר וצפויה את חממות. סוף שבוע נעים אלה החדשות שעורך רחמים רחמימוב בצוות רינת גיימן ויואב כהן.
0: in the a.m. Well, my good friend Mayor Weingarten informed me that Rabbi Goldstein, the founder of the Diaspora Yeshiva, has passed away. So I felt we had to uh, get a Diaspora selection on the air, and uh, what better uh, tribute than Uvo Haovdim uh, Rabbi Goldstein's um, influence on the world of uh, Jewish education for young and older uh, is well noted, and uh, we'll use the uh, diaspora selection to remember him on this Friday morning here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard Eitan Katz, L'Chad d here on a Friday morning broadcast. Uh, Twelve minutes after seven o'clock, Israeli synagogues and communities will mark Accessibility Shabbat. To call attention to the needs of the disabled community within Jewish tradition and in Jewish institutions, the event this weekend launched by the Israel-based Tzohar rabbinical organization coincides with International Day of Persons with Disability, marked on December the third. The weekend event will focus on the needs of the visually impaired community. Of the visually impaired community, according to Tzohar, Rabbi Yuval Cherlow is chair of the Tzohar Ethics Center. He said that appreciating the needs of the disabled is a Jewish value. That is all too often overlooked. Rabbi Yuval Churlo from Israel, welcome to JM and the AM. Hi, good morning. Is it appropriate? Is it a coincidence? Is it uh, on purpose that this, uh, that this Shabbat, uh, Parshat Toldot, is being utilized for accessibility Shabbat?
4: We uh, decided to participate in the whole world uh, approach and not to, uh, to try to be special or unique, but let's do it uh, all together because this is a value that, uh, as we believe, since uh, we were committed on sheva Mitzvot Neinoch and Seven Mitzvot of Neinoch, that means that all of us should be moral, all of us should be uh, behave in an ethical way. So therefore. Uh, why not to participate with the whole world and do that? Uh, we are different because we are inspired by the prophets, by the demand that the uh, the Beit Mikdash and our synagogues will be based on social justice. But this is, these are our special sources. The right. idea of being ethical is uh, something that the whole uh,
0: world can, can uh, participate. Rabbi right, Yuval Churlow is with us. All right, so the coincidence is that December 3rd, as you say, you know, World Accessibility Day, is, of course, a Shabbat, and this is the Shabbat that's been designated. Um, how are we doing in this? area? We'll talk about the visually impaired in a moment, because I know that's the specific focus now. But in general, I- is there a grade? Is there a way to evaluate how we as a Jewish community, as a Jewish world, uh, have been dealing with uh, people with uh, with with the, you know difficult situations
4: um i I'll, I'll say two things one is the fact that we are very sensitive to saka and, and and charity and those those uh, uh, things so therefore there is some sense sensitivity to the disabled but on the other hand, the fact that our agenda our religious agenda is so full of so many other things. And especially when we speak about kosher food, about uh, arayot, about all those things, so there, you know, obviously, those issues are many times uh, in the bottom of, uh, find themselves in the bottom of the line. Right. And what we are trying to do is that in in the scale of, of religious commitments and values, we should put them higher, exactly like the says and the sefer Tehillot, like the prophets emphasize. And this is the reason why we think we should, you know, it should climb up uh, on the the ladder, on the scale, towards uh, being very committed to build our institutes in a way that everybody will be able to to participate and everybody will, will be able to
0: take part. Yeah, 100%. I guess as good as we've done in this area, like many other things, there's always room for improvement international day of persons with disability as we mentioned it focuses now on the needs of the visually impaired uh... what can we do as a community and what can rabbinic leaders and other leaders in the community do uh, to make people more aware of the needs of the visually impaired
4: we should first of all think about the people that are not coming to show it's in general the right thing to do in many aspects and there are people that are uh, that have uh, uh, eyes problems and and cannot uh, invisible problems and they're not coming uh, or they are in danger. So therefore, we can do very tiny things even, but to improve the situation, uh, from putting light not only inside of uh, the shoulder, but also outside and the paths on the ways, finding sidurim uh, with big letters. And last night I got a phone call. From the National uh, Committee for, for, uh, that, uh, actually National Library for Blind uh, People, that they are trying, together with other rabbis that we didn't know about that, to find a technology, a, a kind of a, a iPad or whatever, a, 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 a tablet, that uh, will be kosher on Shabbat, to, that people could participate in that fila. So wow. these are wow. all kinds of things. I'm not sure. I'm I'm glad with this idea, but this, this is the direction, and we should think thoughts those things that everybody could be in Shul and everybody could could take place and uh, participate, as I said before, in the right. Uh
0: And message-wise, I guess it's obvious, Rabbi Sherlock that uh, not just in Israel, but even here in the United States, uh, you would you would be very happy. If uh, all the rabbis got up this Shabbat and and, and at the minimum at least simply me- messaged or, or simply mentioned rather that this was going on and that this Shabbat is designated for this purpose, the more awareness uh, you know, I'm sure the more willing people will be to to step in and help out.
4: That's right. Uh, So I'm not in a position that I can call rabbis and, you know, announce something very big uh, that everybody will uh, obey and everybody will do. This is not my status. But uh, every rabbi that uh, we spoke with or wrote and and distribute our uh, material here in in Israel actually was uh, very enthusiastic, and we think that many people will do that. I, don't, I can't say I can't use the word by chance, but don't forget that in our Parashat Shavua, we actually read about Yitzhak that he couldn't see anymore, right. and all the stories of of, of the brachot. so Somehow it got together, and when a rabbi has a good drasha, and <laughs> even he and he can also change the community and and make them to do something make the community something that they can do something in order to. And improve the situation, so uh, we see that it's working.
0: So uh, back to my first question. Uh, it's Parsha Toldot, Yitzchak Avinu. There's no such thing as coincidence, huh? Yeah,
4: that's right. So <laughs> I didn't use the the word by chance. Right. Uh, you know, we believe in <laughs> right
0: Well, I hope, I hope that everybody and and I, I you don't feel you have the role. Often I do feel I have the role. Uh, to ask our Jewish leaders and the rabbis out there to at least add a word or to about a special Shabbat to what they're presenting to their congregation tomorrow. So I hope more and more rabbis, even outside of Israel, uh, will take the opportunity to remember those who are visually impaired and encourage the congregation to help them out with whatever recommendations they can. Um, Tadar Abba. Tadar I hope it's a very successful Shabbat. And thank you so much for joining us this morning.
4: Thank you, and
0: Shabbat Shalom to everybody, Rabbi Yuval Churlo. Uh, the uh, the effort is a great effort. Accessibility Shabbat, uh, which started back in 2015, uh, this weekend focusing on the needs of the visually impaired community. You heard some of the recommendations he made, which are simple recommendations which I, frankly, never even thought of between the large Prince durim and the uh, and the uh, lighted uh, walkways or better lit walkways, I should say and some of the other recommendations that uh, Rabbi Churlow made, and uh, hopefully it'll make a difference. Uh, all the rabbis out there, if you have an opportunity, uh, you could uh, Google Accessibility Shabbat, get some information, and mention it to your congregation. 20 minutes after the hour coming up, we've got Malcolm line with our weekly update and plenty more. It is a Friday Erev Shabbos. You're listening to JM in the AM in our incredible brand-new digital format. The AM uh, coming to you from the home of the Nahum Signal Network in New York City. Thanks for listening in from around the world, everybody. Amazing to speak to you in this brand new, this brand new uh, format and our uh, complete independence. Um, let's see, we we uh, we uh, have some more. I, I think it's so important to include all this interaction, especially on day one of this brand new uh, all digital uh, uh, platform. Uh, to, to go to all of our, uh, app comments and just read them on the air and let people know what's going on. Uh, Rabbi Winkler says, Shabbat Shalom from Rabbi Winkler from a rainy, windy Yerushalayim. Thank you very much, Rabbi. Uh, someone here says, Hi, I very much uh, loved Sonia Gold. Will the studio still bear her and Robert's names? Well, we also loved, uh, you cannot imagine how much we loved Robert and Sonia Gold. Uh, I believe that name is staying in the Jersey City studio for now and um, we'll see what happens in terms of our brand new studio here in New York City. Uh, but that was well thought out, and that's the way things will be at this moment. Uh, getting ready for Shabbos, and Riverdale and NCSY Shabbatom, shout out to D.L. Lavin, that comes from someone named Pakarski. Yehudis comments that there are 34 comments in the first hour, it's a record. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Um, Aaron says, Mazel Tov, clear as day, it's alive, it's alive, Hatzlacha, thank you. Uh, Daniel and Devoris say, good morning, wish you a great day and a good Shabbos. Thank you very much for that. Um, what else do we have here? Um, someone says, I was in Las Vegas last week, so nice to hear your programming out there, thanks to the app. Yes, and now because of the app, you can hear us loudly and clearly, no matter where you are around the world. Weekly update coming up about 15 minutes from now, and plenty more in this era of Shabbos. Candlelighting at 4.09, by the way... Don't lose track of the, uh, or don't lose sight of the fact, I should say, that just because we're in a brand new studio doesn't mean we're not inviting amazing guests on the air. Benny Friedman on a new music alert Monday is scheduled for eight o'clock this coming Monday morning, hour number three this coming Monday morning. Benny Friedman is expected in our New York City studios. Everybody, yes, so get ready for that. Benny Friedman, a brand new music alert Monday. And that is scheduled for this coming uh, a Monday morning, eight o'clock eastern time very much looking forward to that obviously and uh, he will be our first musical guest right first Jewish music guest uh, that's going to uh, that's going to appear on this um, or in this I should say brand new uh, format and uh, and studio for us here at jm in the a.m. All right so keep that in mind Benny Free yeah tweet it out. Everybody out, to all the Jewish music fans, tweet it out, Facebook, everything. Let everyone know that Benny Friedman is who you're going to be listening to with us on Monday morning right here at JM in the AM. Uh, looking forward to it like you can't imagine. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, meanwhile, I remind you that Naomi Nachman is coming up at 9 o'clock. She's got another amazing edition of uh, Table for Two. I also remind you that uh, we got into a quick habit this morning of starting before 6 a.m. That's right, of checking in with our listeners before 6 a.m. this morning, um, what we're calling a jam the a.m. bonus time. So you never know when we're going to start. There'll be an archive whenever we do start, but you never know when we may begin. My goal is to uh, speak to you at least a half hour before the radio broadcast actually officially starts at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. So always be paying attention to your app, and no matter where you are around the world, always have it going so you know what to expect Uh, And uh, because you never know when to expect it, but you'll know what to expect, and that's our programming from the NSN app. Here's Yoel (laughs) Sharabi.
1: (laughs) Shabbat Ahad Nariyan Kadma. Shalom Bala. Sehu Shabbat Simhavet Sola. Shabbat boi kala. Shalom alayla alay shomer malach shaman me lemala malach shalom alechem khem utfilot vebatim nishmat pirkat halot hamala. Veloi ra Ashir le Shabbat derori kara.
0: Yanki Lemmer with a uh, selection off of his uh, Shabbos album. Mim Komcha, a whole series of them. You heard Shwebel, Sharf, and Levine. Before that, Ms. Zuman and Gershon Verobo, of course, with that classic. Open things up with that set. And on our app, which is just on fire. It just I mean, it's amazing. It is completely blazing this morning uh, with comments as we are in our brand new platform today. Uh, in our New York City studio. And uh, one of the comments is, of course, about Gershon Verobo's Mim Komcha. Well, of course, because it's one of the classics out there. That people enjoy uh, for years and years. I want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com who continue to use our incredible content and tossed in a nice milestone wish to us this morning on our brand new all digital format. Uh, OnlySimchas.com is the, an amazing place to check out a news feed of important news items from around the world, including some really feel good items about the Jewish world. Check it out at OnlySimchas.com and a big shout out to JewishWorldReview.com as I say each week. Want to print out, uh, I don't know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of articles about Israel and the Jewish world. Have amazing commentary about uh, what's happening in this uh, incredible world of ours. Go to JewishWorldview.com, who are uh, continuously or continually uh, enthusiastically reminding their readers about our. Incredible network here at NahumSiegel.com dot com and the NSN app. Malcolm Honlein is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish organizations, joins us for the weekly update on a Friday morning. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank hey,
5: you. Do I have to make a Shahiano
0: or something? Well, obviously you have to make a Shahiyano. I mean this is this is an amazing day. There's nothing like independence.
5: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <I'll> take that. <laughs> You should get a day off then. Actually, you're right. Please don't uh, even hint that to my staff. I'd appreciate it. They've been overworked, to say the least, over the last few days for obvious reasons. Uh, A shout out to some of the great educational institutions. Maybe a little strange that I start this way this week, but I'm in a conversation last night with my 11 year old who's giving me the entire history of June 1981 when uh, Israel made sure to eliminate the possibility of Iraqi nuclear weapons. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The shame is that there are probably a lot of people in our audience who do not. And it's not just that, you know, as you always say, you got to know your history and, uh, and how to refer to it when you're in conversation with somebody. But in this case, it's not just a matter of it being a Jewish news item. This was something that essentially you know, saved the free world not to be too dramatic. So a shout out, Malcolm, as I'm sure you'd like to toss in a comment for those schools that are concentrating on historical uh, episodes like that.
5: That and uh, its relevance today when we're dealing with Iran and its nuclear ambitions, that the attacks, including from the United States, on Israel for executing uh, such a pinpoint exact strike on a reactor that the French were building in Iraq. And I remember at the time of the first Iraqi war how many people, generals and others, said, just think if if Israel hadn't done what it did, uh, then today we'd be facing nuclear weapons, and not just Saddam's army.
0: Yeah, exactly. And 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 the, and the, having the having the precedent actually helps because uh, now one can say, you know, why would you hesitate to do the same thing to Iran or a different nation when you know it worked really well the first time around? So. Mm-hmm. 100%. percent got to know your stuff, and when 11-year-olds in our community know it, then there's hope for the future, that's for sure. All right, I know that it's hard for me to keep track of this stuff, because uh, each week we discuss it. Uh, so I know back and forth you've, you've discussed the leadership of Mahmoud Abbas and the PA leadership in general, and uh, yes, elections, no elections, etc. A- am I right or wrong that he actually won an election this week?
5: Uh, yes, you're right and wrong that he won an election this week (laughs) (laughs) which is always what happens in Palestinian elections because as you know he's in the 11th year of his first four year term Uh, and they did convene the the Palestinian National Congress which is supposed to convene every five years but has only been convened when there's some cataclysmic event like after the Six Day War after the Um Kippur War after you know a particular incident so this is the 7th uh, since nineteen sixty four uh, and you can figure out the map which uh the math so right. you see that it's not convened very often, and essentially he was reelected they there was talk about electing a vice president he did not want that obviously they did elect the other leadership, you know the president of the Fata, the president of this and that so the those people i think will emerge as a sort of second tier of leadership. his main interest i think is not only perpetuating his leadership, but it is to protect the kleptocracy, the meaning the, the corruption that has enriched his kids, himself, and his cronies. And he wants to make sure that whoever takes over will not dismantle that, claw back the money, expose all of the the corruption, even though many countries are today demanding that they do so and that it be uh, fixed up. The um, So, that there are still two more days to this conference. We'll have to see what happens in terms of any moves for for other uh, changes or or directives but essentially it's it's going to be more the same and you could end up with much more frustration theres were warnings by Israeli officials about the the situation that's heating up with the high unemployment the youth unrest uh, the satisfaction over the corruption that you could end up and and that some of that might translate or be directed towards renewed violence, right. both Israel and against the PA.
0: That's one of the reasons why we keep hearing, God forbid, about another Intifada or Arab Spring or whatever angle you want to use mm-hmm. and, you know, and what term you want to use to uh, to classify. Do they care? Does PA leadership care about any specific country's attitude towards them, whether it's our other Arab states or European countries? Is there anybody who can express any consternation toward him that he cares about at this point?
5: Well, look, we've, we, the funding keeps getting cut. He's down to about half of what he got three years ago, and that did not stop him. And that, right. that is the major leverage that there is. Uh, as you know, yesterday, the U.N. passed six anti-Israel resolutions in one sitting. And, of course, some of them recognizing Palestinians and uh, and Palestine and calling for the state to be recognized. The um, and, and using the language, which I know the audience may be tired of hearing, but it's just proof of why... Uh, I am so concerned and believe that this has to be addressed by the whole community in the most urgent way, which is the references to Haram al Shal- Sharif only, Haram al Sharif, which is of course the Temple Mount, Harabayit. No, Ju- no reference to its Jewish names. Talks about all holy places, but specifies that and only by its Muslim name. The um, so, and they are talking about. Internationalizing again the conflict by going to the u n to go to the International Criminal Court or other options, we know that they're working on a resolution for the Security Council, uh, as is New Zealand, uh, which is one of the concerns we have about what happens yet towards the end of this administration if if uh, a move like that will be made um, this is uh, you know, or a presidential action. I think no determination has been made, and it looks like a lot of the steam behind that kind of maneuver has been lost especially because of the outcome of the election.
0: Oh that's good because you know we kept. I kept thinking we were getting lulled as I said last week lulled into a sense of security it's already december and nothing's happened and of course anything can happen at the last minute but you're saying the chances are are getting lower and lower as we get further and further along.
5: Well it can happen you know a speech can happen any time right. a a resolution also uh, as I said, New Zealand has one. The right. Palestinians. It 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 depends. Depends. I think also on its why Netanyahu is trying to urge people to in Israel to be careful what they say and what kind of motions are introduced because if you trigger it, then you're going to get uh, that kind of a response. And I think that the administration, uh, because of the election of Mr. Trump, are are holding back and i hope that he let them know to, to hold back as well right uh because you don't encumber the next administration it isn't fair and it's it is it's not, it, it can't be implemented so my hope is that as time the, the more time that passes but there are options right and it could be parameters it could be a speech it could be something uh, but uh, from what I hear in Washington, a lot of the steam
0: is out of this. And on the U.N. side, and I mentioned last week, that was in advance of November 29th, a significant partition, you know, anniversary date. Now we're post that. It, essentially, it seems like it doesn't matter. <laughs> if they want to try, as you just mentioned with New Zealand, et cetera, then it doesn't matter if it's a week or two after that specific, you know, um, uh, you know, landmark date.
5: Yes, and they still fund, you know, special committees, the United Nations, aside from funding, and keeping people as refugees for three generations um it's the, the, there is there are all these special committees that pay for propaganda and and undertake the propaganda on behalf of the Palestinian authority
0: and i don't even know maybe i just don't remember is there an official brand new un secretary general or not like is this yes a, there is a, and pereira
5: uh, from portugal with an,
0: with minister. with inauguration already done like installation already no, done no no
5: no no, no it's uh, january 1st i think uh ban ki moon remains and, and is of this course, th- with developments in South Korea being what they are, he could be in a very dif- different position than he thought, because the word was that he wanted to run for president.
0: In South Korea? Uh, in South Korea, and um, you've met, and I, again, not recalling, so I'm sure. Yes, I have. Yeah, I'm saying you met with the with the uh, uh, the Incoming. what do we call the UN Secretary General elect? Is that how we refer to it? You to? could call him that. Um. Called, they called them a lot of things, but
5: yes, that is one. <laughs> and uh, he, I have met with him. He told me one very a number of very interesting yeah. things. But one is that he introduced when he was in the legislature or, or the speaker of the parliament there. Uh, the legislation to rescind the Inquisition era laws that have remained on the books of Portugal oh, yeah, until, you this, right. until recently. Right. And I, I mentioned it at the right. time when when I met him. Right. Um, and he is a socialist. He, he he knows all the Israelis from the Labor Party, especially those times. But uh, we'll have to see. You know, when they get into power and they get caught up in the UN bureaucracy. So the the onus often falls on the United States, and, and Nikki Haley, I'm sure, will be right. up to the challenge uh, at the time.
0: Well, I, I look, I said it uh, on more than one occasion because I witnessed it with my own eyes. Your relationship with the UN Secretary General looked to everybody to be a, an amazing one, frankly, and a very, at t- at the least, a very cordial one. I think even beyond that, you would say, and nonetheless, you know, you couldn't always depend on the UN Secretary General to, uh, you know, to take a position that you favored. So. You know, you, never... but, you
5: know, the problem is that it, 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 a man like Ban Ki-moon is not a bad man. He, he's actually a very decent person and has sympathies with Israel, but you get caught in the U.N. The, uh, the, it's the jaws of of the um, wrench of the U.N. bureaucracy who feed them him in the information, who often incite the, the secretaries general, and, you know, when they come in, they're often very different than the way they are when they leave, right. you know, the transformation that takes place over the years. Uh, UN is a susceptible is of, of anti-Israel bias. They have made some progress. He has helped in that regard, uh, Ban Ki-moon, and she deserves credit for some of it. Israel chairs a major committee. Israel has more recognitions, but the, um, the overall record, as we saw this yesterday with six resolutions, uh, remains still the, with the same kind of uh, horrific uh, bias against
0: Israel. Yeah, you have an opportunity uh, very often to, to have an influence or a relationship with the person themselves, but unfortunately often not with the people around them who are influencing But it still him. makes a difference when you oh, can yeah, go yeah. in and talk to him and say, this. Uh, you, people don't see what doesn't happen. Right, oh yeah, who would deny that? For sure makes a big difference, but some of the people around him uh, is what uh, ends up being the problem, as you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, the <coughs> The fires have <coughs> Excuse me, I guess we've gone from fire to water, thank God, in Israel, where it is raining and, uh, and the rough weather is a big bracha, as we know. Uh, the aftermath of the fires, and I don't know how many people here are really following the story. I don't even know if this is an issue that, that, you, that you have found uh, you know, urgent for, for you and other people on this side of the world to follow. But apparently there's a, a whole... Uh, a category of people who are not going to be able to collect insurance uh, the government of the state of israel is only willing to do so if the if there's proof that these were started by terrorists and uh and not by random arsonists pyromaniacs or you know but just naturally because everything was so dry how uh, you know how these uh, got started is that as major an issue in israel as uh, as i'm hearing
5: I've not heard it, uh, frankly. Uh, I, do, I do know that the government has offered compensation to to many people. Uh, even that restaurant that was burned, the prime minister said that they would uh, they would help with uh, the reconstruction. Uh, but I don't think any country can guarantee and, and say we're going to pay for the destruction that, that arrives out of uh, every circumstance. We did it with uh, after the tsunami that hit us uh the perfect storm as they called it uh, but um oh meaning so, meaning here with sandy you mean. sandy with right. sandy i mean look how much money billions right. and billions of dollars right. and still people
0: and still people who and still were still left paying, right.
5: and, and still paying and some people still didn't get
0: right um so, uh,
5: but 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 it, sh- it should not remove the obligation of people to to buy insurance
0: und- understood understood uh, but most people in Israel never think of fire insurance, frankly, or or a lot of a lot of them don't. Depending on the type of structure they live in. Uh, the other thing is that uh, it seems like all of this has has re- and I again I you know I didn't realize on this side of the world you know exactly what's happening. I didn't realize the type of uh, controversies that the prime minister is involved with right now, according to the Israeli press, and that the fires in that whole episode had a way of removing it from the headlines and obviously making uh, the fires in that whole. Uh, uh, that whole week, you know, the focus of everyone's attention. Uh, is the prime minister in any serious trouble with these scandals that are being uh, reported in the press?
5: I, well, you don't know, because there's so many, and they seem to come to naught, so I think you can start with the assumption that perhaps not, but uh, his wife was grilled for 12 hours yesterday. Really? Or nine, hour, nine hours yesterday. On the residence stuff? Uh, we don't know. I mean, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know which charge, but there are so many you. of them. And he was uh, being uh, asked about the um, recent purchase of, of uh, submarines because right. his lawyer's partner or friend and everybody got commissions. And right. uh, there was no specific allegation. I saw that he did anything wrong. Uh, but there's certainly always the appearance and the, you know, the attorney general is his appointee. Right. So, but is an extremely honorable and remarkable person, uh, Mandelblit. So we'll have to see. But you know, the, the Israeli press is constantly uh, on the search to to attack, as we see, have we seen in the last few months that uh, they can get involved not only in reporting but in trying to shape things.
0: Yeah, they don't mind hounding him, do they? Not at all. It's a
5: sport. They it's get a sp- extra points. Yeah, and they, uh, they seem concerned. to be.
0: They seem to be doing it very well. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world at NahumSiegel.com, dot com, the N S N network, and of course, the N S N app. Malcolm Holine is with us on a Friday morning broadcast here at J M N. Big thank you to those who are commenting on our app. The N S N app is filled, just blazing with amazing comments this morning, and it's much. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, uh, Donald Trump, closer and closer to actually uh, being sworn in as president. Uh, I, I'll probably ask you this each week, just any evaluation or any comment you have regarding his choices. I guess in this case, uh, Defense Secretary General James Mattis, anything to say one way or the other, obviously with Israel in mind? Well, he did work with
5: the Israelis, and many of them have said favorable things. There was some concern about some comments he made. At an event, but I'm told by people who know him not to to use that to judge him by and and I think that the um, uh, overall we've seen positive uh appointments the um you know we'll have to see who becomes secretary of State. I think that's very critical right now the the um, uh but the policy is set by the president, and I think this president will even more set uh as did president obama by the way right. uh ha is um, playing a critical role in in, in setting all the policies, uh, some give greater roles to the cabinet, to to their vice president, to particular secretaries of state. Others diminish those roles. So we'll, we'll, every administration has to find its own motive, modus operandi. They have to, and, and this one in particular, where uh, they, they were not in the White House before, they have to get on top first of of creating a government. You know, they have four thousand jobs to fill. So people shouldn't jump all over and people, you know, I even tell leaders and others, my experience is let it wait, let it settle down the first 100 days. Many of the people they would deal with today are not going to be there in six months. And then the government finds its footing and you can begin to deal with policy. I don't think they're, you know, really implementing. You can get orientation for people. You can see what what. Uh, what they've said or done in the past But for many of them uh, Nikki Haley for instance right. Has never visited Israel But right. she certainly is, is known to be very pro-Israel So people jumped all over that at first And I, I told them You've got to look at her record She passed the first uh, anti-BDS legislation Anti-boycott legislation right. Even though it didn't specifically refer to, to Israel As I recall
0: um, Is that a trip that you think is a necessity at this point Or you, one way or the other You could live with whether she goes there or not
5: no, oh, no, that's that's not the criteria. There it's could be a million own. reasons why Understood. a person doesn't. But if you look at her record, you look at what she said, and then right. the positions she's taken, which are very good. Could you imagine? They, I want everybody to visit Israel.
0: Could you imagine? They insisted that she visit everyone who's a member nation of the UN. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would. Well,
5: take... so some some of the ambassadors, I think, pretty came pretty close because huh. many of them were traveling all the time. That
0: I am sure. <laughs> and, uh, that and, uh, that and, uh, I am uh, sure. Uh, Top contender to be the next chairman of the Democratic National Committee, Keith Ellison. So the question is, uh, in terms of a statement he made regarding Israel's influence or Jewish influence in Washington, um, you know, there there are people speaking of people in our community who you know wonder about appointments and and those who may take specific positions. uh, What can you tell us about Keith Ellison and the possibility of him being DNC chair?
5: Well, I think his record uh, has to be carefully examined. I think people jumped to both sides before they knew, and uh, even some of those who came out in support of him, That now that more information came out from uh, Steve Emerson and IPT, that uh, he gave very troubling uh, uh, speeches. He said that the, the comments are being taken out of context. Uh, I'm sure that will be exposed more and more. The question is also for the Democratic Party about the message they send, what are uh, people, including in his local Jewish community, uh, who who are very defensive of him. But uh, I think that there are troubling things that have to be addressed, and that uh, that you have to think about the message, the overall message that it sends when someone who did what he did at democratic conventions and, and allegedly make these comments about, uh, you know, that Israel's 7 million people control the policy to 350 million and they have to rise up and stand against it, et cetera. Or people came from, from uh, our descendants or came from those regions. Um, I don't think you can dismiss those things. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: All right. Um, A a Jerusalem Post article that quoted Reuters, Iran's foreign ministry said Friday that the U.S. Senate's vote to extend sanctions against the Islamic Republic for 10 years violated a historic nuclear deal reached between the country and six major powers in 2015. Now, obviously, you know most of this audience's opinion regarding sanctions and regarding the Iran deal, but just technically because I still can't get it straight, is there really, as they're tinying, as they're as they're claiming, is there really a connection between the two, or are the two completely independent of each other, the Iran deal and what Congress decides to do regarding sanctions?
5: Well, they're not independent because it's, uh, the sanctions are, are related to JCPOA, but the, the bill they're talking about now was actually for sanctions that were in place before the deal, uh, and you can't say the deal was signed because, as uh, was rightly pointed out, it was never signed. It's just a deal that the, you know was passed by Congress and the president by the maneuver. Uh, it was actually defeated by Congress, but the presidential maneuver that you needed sixty votes and they only got fifty-eight against it, uh, against forty-two for it, and overwhelmingly in the, in the House. And you saw the vote was four hundred nineteen to one and ninety-nine to zero in the Senate. To continue and add to sanctions, and there will be there are 19 pieces of legislation pending against uh, Iran and and the addition of more sanctions. The fact is that I think it's difficult for Iran still to walk away because they're the big beneficiaries so far in the deal. They may feel that they got the bulk of what they want and want freedom to be able to pursue all of their other policies. Do you see the aggressive nature of what they've been saying lately? Opening uh, naval bases, they said in Yemen and in Syria. Uh, talking about expanding their their uh, outreach, uh, certainly with the aggressive um, uh, development of their missile program and their nuclear capacity. Other than the enrichment, which has been more restricted under, as far as we know, we're seeing that the International Atomic Energy Agency has less and less access to information. There's less. Um, a transparency that was promised—that that we would be able to see everything go anywhere—we can't go anywhere, and we know. I think uh, much less than people think about what actually um, uh, took place. So here you have the House leaders that are calling on the president to to halt all the concessions to Iran. It's clear that the American people, everybody wants Iran to be held to account, and and that this um, you know the lax policy. Which has enabled them to to get billions of dollars, which did not end up end aiding the people, because we see that that uh, the economic conditions within the country are are terrible, and the the uh, leadership of both of the Iran Revolutionary Guard, but more and and Khamenei, the the Supreme Leader's house, are the ones who rake in a good part of of the benefit.
0: Well, this is, uh, I mean, you know, my next question, obviously, as you know. Uh, as a regular person out there observing all this and seeing the support in Congress regarding the sanctions and knowing what Donald Trump said during the election, I know you warned us last week and the week before not to assume or jump to conclusions that any that that all of this can be eliminated, whatever President Obama included in the Iran deal. But it would seem that if Donald Trump would in any way act aggressively to eliminate a portion or a significant portion of the Iran deal, he would have it would be it would be a a, a cakewalk through Washington at this point.
5: No, it, well, I think the administration has to make a decision, but I'm not sure that you're removing the, the JCPOA. Let the president first find his, his policy, develop it. But the sanctions are what's important. The the deal, he can't even say a piece of paper because it's not a, a signed right. agreement or or uh, obligatory negotiations the, uh, um, uh rather convention. And you have to think about the Europeans. You have to think of all the countries that signed deals. I would rather see much more sanctions on the, many more sanctions on the banking sector, even more important than the oil sector. This is what will, will prevent countries from, for, and companies from uh, so loosely engaging when they know that there's going to be sanctions with the most important trading partner in the world, and that's the United States. Mm-hmm. And for the Secretary of State, still is going around encouraging countries to not to be concerned and to be able to go and negotiate. And the Iranians say, well, you, anything you do is a violation. It's not a violation. They can threaten us all the time. The problem is that they've gotten away with threatening and even harassing and even carrying out some of the threats as they did with it, harassing our ships and. You know, taking our sailors uh, captive, and now they're patrolling in Bab al Mandab, which some of your listeners will remember. I warned about all the time that this was the goal in Yemen in the Yemen war. They don't want the territory. They don't want the poorest country on earth. They want access to the straits. And the head of the navy said years ago that they will choke the West because they will have the straits of Hormuz and the straits at Bab al Mandab. And somebody just look at the map and you'll understand what I mean. And the they're now announced that they're going to have. Uh, Their are ships uh, escorted by uh, warships of the Iranian Navy. Their Navy is not as so powerful as they try to portray it, but they are increasingly spreading it out. This is a particular uh, challenge, and they can easily use those. You can block the Straits. You can do many things, something Egypt won't tolerate because it it blocks the Suez Canal access and egress. It blocks the Persian Gulf shipping where uh, a very significant part of the oil comes from. So these things are are very important, and we have to send a clear message. Had we responded when those ships started uh, uh, playing with our, uh, and, and trying to interfere and, and challenging our ships, warning shots, and even maybe more, you would not get a response, because the Iranians are looking and they see the weakness, and they see that the West doesn't respond then they keep probing more and more. Well, they get a strong response. They're not going to challenge the United States. And the terrorism, they're doing it anyway. So yeah. what are they going to do? Hez Kamas, Hezbollah? Uh, they're doing it. We and saw in the meantime, they're week, eating I? up Syria and Iraq.
0: We saw it this week in Africa as well, right? Terror- a- a-
5: absolutely. They're, they're all, uh, African leaders, all of them, they used to complain about China, and now the first thing they complain about is
0: Iran. Right. With, with direct uh, uh, terrorist attacks that are being, uh, yes. which, which they're either taking credit for, or it's proven that they uh, deserve the credit for it. Uh, well, I, you know, it, it's funny because so many listeners over the last few weeks in different platforms, today on our app, etc., are asking how well you know Jared Kushner. And I'm saying to myself, you know, I don't know who you can. I don't know if it's him or anybody else who can, you know, who, who can get this outline that you give us each and every week about all the different things that are going on in this world that the next president must be aware of um <laughs>
5: well jason i know has said publicly that he listens to the broadcasts and i'm sure and and the, look they have many sources of information these are bright people but again I, I think people are so wrong to to speculate now things have to settle down people have responsibilities that it will sort itself out uh, there are people who play roles from the outside all the time in in governmental affairs, but it's essentially the people who are sitting in the seats who have to make the day-to-day decisions. And uh, those are people we will all reach out to, educate, to try to share whatever information. And they have multiple
0: sources. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Finally, uh, we're always fascinated by your relationship with President Erdogan. Are you aware of the fact that President Erdogan of Turkey, I read from the Jerusalem Post, accused Israel of restricting Muslim worship while calling on all Muslims to embrace the Palestinian cause and protect Jerusalem, restricting Muslim worship isn't that a bit unfair?
5: Well, he was referring, I think, to the to the move about uh, restricting the muezzin's call. You know, the broadcast. Right. He he has talked about uh, Jerusalem many times, but at the same time, his response to the fires was uh, remarkable. Um, the ambassador is now in in uh, Turkey, and they w- received him well. Is he? He's a very complex person. I think you can describe it. His has been described in many ways. So complex is probably a good term. Um, and uh, he indeed said he made these comments. As um, at the same time, you see the reconciliation deal being implemented, and more trade and other things that are happening, uh, which don't necessarily get the same coverage, but are part of of, of the reality. And the uh, uh, so, so he is facing really serious challenges at home, the economic challenges, other things that, uh, and and of course with Russia, while they in some ways improve the relationship, he doesn't like what's going on in Syria. He demands Assad's removal, uh, as the, and that brings them closer to Israel, not further from Israel, because they would also want to see Assad's removal. Right. Uh, the their developments the last week in regard to the shootings, uh, the Israel's bombing in um, in Syria uh, are very important. This is, uh, Israel has to put the marker down. It wasn't because uh, this was necessarily meant to be uh, an assault against Israel. It could have been a local decision uh, as I said last week, but it's, it is uh, taken very seriously, and if you don't make it clear that nothing can happen, nothing will be tolerated, that we're not going to uh, allow you to and, and as Iran builds up its capacity there, Hezbollah has 10,000 soldiers. We see the uh, relationship with Aoun, the president of, uh, of Lebanon, and the Russian Hezbollah co- cooperation expanding. Uh, these are all very serious developments. And I can tell you the North is is of great concern to um, uh, a primary concern now uh, to Israeli officials, to military defense uh, experts who are, are looking at these things and are are very concerned
0: were you, were you and, surprised personally, by the way, just going back for a second to your initial statement to my question, were you were you surprised uh, uh, personally by the reaction of Erdogan to the fires?
5: Eleven or, 11 or twelve countries uh, responded. It's a humanitarian issue. Uh, uh, was I surprised that, uh, at the extent of it? Yes. He didn't just do a pro forma thing. He, they sent one plane, then they sent a couple more planes. Uh, and If you look at the uh, list of them, we're going to be honoring the ambassadors from those countries in Washington, Washington. Uh, not next week; the week after. Oh, cool! A reception, and a reception, and a reception nice. we're doing together with the embassy of Azerbaijan, a Muslim country, for Hanukkah. Um, and the, uh, but, but uh, there has to be a Karasatov because we we right. all rise to criticize when countries no do things against Israel. Okay. And and a group of Americans who dropped everything, the Emergency Volunteer Project, yep. uh, who, who who went to Israel to to uh, fight and. Talking of volunteers, I have to mention that I had an amazing experience Sunday in speaking in the Kenesh Luchim uh, of uh, Lubavitch to see those 4,500 people who are working around the world. And, uh, the, and the 50th state completed with somebody going, uh, shaliach going to uh, South Dakota. But uh, uh, the response has been amazing, and to be there and to see this, Conglomerate of service to the Jewish people and to see what they're doing and anybody who travels knows that the the first thing you look for when you're traveling in remote places of the world and what the sacrifice these families make uh has to be noted and it's there and it's here. I have a daughter who teaches uh, who who works in obama jehiba doing speech uh, therapy and you know when she always recounts that uh, tremendous dedication and so it's it's good to step back and to say you know that we appreciate uh, what they do and the tremendous sacrifice these families
0: make It was a tremendous gathering and you uh, confirmed what i had uh, what i had suggested that it would be a nerve-wracking experience
5: i, I admit that i was <laughs> i i've spoken to hundreds of thousands of people i do radio shows 3 times a week to uh, huge audiences around the world i i do not get nervous I anticipate, I prepare, but I, I don't get nervous. I was truly anxious about this. I don't think nervous, but anxious because it's a tremendous responsibility, and it's broadcast everywhere. And it's, but it, I, I really felt, and I did have a, a special relationship with the Rebbe uh, over many years. And um, I, it, it is, uh, you look out at a sea of six thousand people. I mean, literally, you can't see from one end to the other, and the, uh, you know, responsibility of what messages, and I I decided I would not. I talked a little bit about my personal relationship and some of our experiences, one of which I'll just tell you in Baku, where we were on Shabbat uh, Beshalach, and we always give the aliyah to local residents whenever we, we, and we had our own minion in the hotel, so we gave the aliyah to the Torah to locals, and the rabbi, the Chabad rabbi who joined us for Shabbat, you know, pointed to one guy, and we gave him the last aliyah. (laughs) And uh, and when we finished, after he said the brachot, he stopped and he said, you don't know what you just did. And we looked at each other wondering, what what did we do? He said, you, you suggested it, but we didn't. And he said, no, no. The last aliyahs, I hope many of your listeners know, is Amalek. It's about the story of Amalek, which is our eternal enemy. Right. And That's he awesome. said, you gave that aliyah to Stalin's grandson.
0: Stalin's grandson said the brachot over a Torah,
5: over uh, right, but for Parsha Samoleh and for Parsha Samoleh, well, it could be more symbolic. I mean, of of significance and say how the world, the the, 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 how the uh, evolution it's, over time is just it's, what can happen. To me, it's one of the mind boggling
0: experiences that we've had with them. Unbelievable. Hey, ten seconds on those who are hesitating to book trips to Israel with Alal because of all the labor issues. What do you say? Look, I'm
5: not going to dismiss it i they, I thought it was resolved, but I was told yesterday it's not completely resolved right uh so well, number one, they should remember that there's a travel warning on it's going to Europe now because there's a lot of concern about uh during the holiday season. State Department issued a warning to to about with the risk of uh, terrorist attacks, and they have credible information about i s and al al and their affiliates uh, continue to plan terrorist attacks in europe and uh so uh I, I think that going to Israel is still the option. How you get there is your choice. al obviously, is always uh, the preference, but, you know, it's a decision people have to make. I don't want to tell them, and then they're going to hold you accountable <laughs>
1: if,
5: if they're they, delayed. They but I, I hope that this will be resolved uh, soon.
0: All right, Malcolm, have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll speak Good again next week. everyone. Malcolm Holine is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JMA. And by the way, a shout out to Jeffrey and his partners. Everybody at uh, the Promenade uh, Sports Bar, uh, where we had special guests last night, and uh, they are just uh, they just uh, amazing service, wonderful people. And what a scene. My gosh. I'm telling you. They, they, they know how to throw a party when it comes to watching an NFL game. Anyway, uh, so a big shout out to everybody at the Promenade, uh, sports bar, 25th and 3rd in New York City. It was great seeing them last evening. And uh, like I say, always a big smile on their faces. Uh, for any customer, and it's much appreciated. J.M. and the A.M. on a Friday morning Erev Shabbos, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week.
2: Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow, we have the privilege of reading Parshas Toldos. Parshas Toldos is an amazing Parsha you have to ask yourself, each and every year, as we approach Pashas Todos. there are no mitzvos, none of the 613 commandments of our Constitution, of our Torah. Why do we need to read these Bible stories? No. Narratives? No. But what's the answer? Not only Derach Eretz Kadmah the Torah, but the answer is that we ought to learn Bible lessons. And that is the key point. The first thing is that built into the nature of Yaakov and Esav is the prophecy that Rivka receives during her challenging, difficult pregnancy is that she will have twins. And not only are they literally fighting in the womb, but this fight will continue until the end of time. And ultimately, we are promised the Rav Ya'avod soir that the older one will be subservient to the younger one. And we find in this parsha: not only does Esav sell his birthright to Yaakov, L'malib Zebuchora, why do I need it? This is not for me. The whole idea of the Bukhura was representing the family in the realm of the sanctuary of the Beis HaMikdash, of being involved in godliness. And this was not Esau's forte. But what we find taking up the second half of the parasha is that Yaakov surreptitiously gets the blessing from his father. On the surface, it's very clear. Yitzchok says to Esav, bring me the food, please, that I might bless you. Rivka says to Yaakov, you bring the food to Abba, you get the blessing. And I'd like to focus on this from a very interesting perspective as presented by the late Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, Sadik Lavracha, in his Sefer, MS Li And he says, it's understandable, and we know from the Torah, that each of the three patriarchs, each of the ovos, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, each served God in their own way. And each was tested by God, Interestingly, in their very midah, in their very trait. What does that mean? Avraham, the man of Chesed, he went around preaching that God is a kaol, rachum the a loving God. And yet, what were some of the tests of Avraham? lecha, leave your elderly father. Goresh ve'esbenah. Listen to Sarah, who was telling you to send out the maid servant Hagar and her son, your son, Ishmael. And finally, the man of Chesed, who went around telling everybody that God does not want human sacrifice, he was called upon to take the knife and to sacrifice his son Yitzhak at the Akedah. And it's only the last moment that the Malach of Hashem stops him. So Avraham is tested in his midah, in his trait of chesed. Will he forego, give up, and go against his nature of chesed because that is the will of God. And Avraham does just that. Yaakov is, as we say, Every day in our prayer, Uvolat Zion, Titein MS Lyakov. Yaakov's trait was that of truth. And here, the man of truth is being put to the test that he is to tell a lie. In chapter 27, what does Yaakov say to his father in Pusuk 19? But Yomer Yaakov Eloviv, Yaakov says to his father, Onochi, I am Asa As long as he might have paused between I am and, if he coughed and cleared his throat, Onochi, ha ha, ha ha, the bottom line is Yaakov is telling a lie. And now, very simply, the man of Emes is being called upon to go against his trait of truth. Why? Because, as we understand, that just as there is the oral law explaining the laws of the Torah, we have the Torah Sheva'al Peh, the oral law, explaining this aspect, the narratives of the Torah as well. And so when Yaakov says to his mother that, oh my goodness my father will feel me because I am smooth skin as opposed to my brother and he's going to curse me so what does mommy say literally it is upon me and what does the Targum say in verse 13 says Rivka to her son Yaakov to me it was told in a prophecy to yesun That you will not be cursed. In other words, it was taught to me and told to me in a prophecy that this is what you are to do. And so Yaakov as well, just like his grandfather, Avram, goes against his nature because this is the will of God. From the Torah, it is not really clear what might be the Akedah of Yitzchak. Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky suggests that perhaps it is found in the Gemara Shabbos page Petes Amit Beis, 89b where the Gemara has a rather strange Agadita whereby HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Avram Avinu, My goodness that your children have sinned. And he was hoping that the Avos, the patriarchs, would beg for mercy on, that be, on their behalf. So he said to Avraham the following, Bonecho Chotuli, your children have sinned against me. So Avraham responded let them be obliterated for the sanctity of your name. And the same is true with Yaakov, who gives that same response. When he comes to Yitzchak, listen to what Yitzchak says. Ribono Master of the universe. My children have sinned, and not your children. Ah, when it was convenient for you when you told Moshe go, to go to Paro in Mitzrayim, at that point there you called them B'ni B'chori because you knew that they would say at Sinai, Nasev So when it's good for you, says Yitzchak to God, they're your children. And when they misbehave they're my children? Oh my goodness. And besides, listen carefully to what Yitzchak has the gumption, the goal, to say to Hashem, the average lifespan of a person is 70 years as we find in David's Tehillim Yimeishno Sein, Hembohem Shivim Shum, Shivim Shana, 70 years. Says Yitzchak, take away 20 because the heavenly court does not punish till the age of 20. That leaves 50. Take away 25. Of those 50 years for which man spends his time sleeping, praying, eating, or spending his time in the bathroom. That leaves you with 25 years left. Okay. And therefore, says Yitzchak to Hashem, If you forgive them for them all, fine. If not, let it be half, for, half on you, half on me. The Chasam Sofer explains half on you because you, God, gave them a Yetzirah. Half on me because I said at the end of the parish of Toldos that the Imtorid, and it shall be that if Yaakov will unfortunately not live up to his potential, you'll have the upper hand on him and he will go into exile. So I take half and you take half. Very, very clearly, what do we find? We find just Yitzchak, who is the man of Din, the man of justice, the man of Gevura. Just he is the one that goes against his nature, and he's the one that asks for rachamim, asks for mercy. A very important point emerges from this uh, piece of Rav Yaakov, and that is one that is found in the beginning of Mesilas Yeshorim, and that is that each person in this world is tested. Each one is tested in their own way. Namely, just as in the first blessing of Shemona Esrei, Avos, we say God is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and it's not that we are name-dropping. But was saying that Hashem had a personal different relationship with Avram than he did with Yitzchak, and a personal different relationship with Yitzchak than he did with Yaakov. So too, Hashem has a personal different relationship with each and every individual. We are each wired differently. And so that which is a test for one is not a test for another. And the Medrash says in Shmos Rabba, chapter 31, paragraph 3, on the Pasukim Kesef Talve Esami, says the Medrash, there is no being in this world. The God does not test him individually. The wealthy one God tests to see if he'll open his hand to the poor. And he tests the poor if he'll be able to accept and not be angry at God. And so it is with each individual. Each individual is tested and each person has their individualized challenge, and so we have to go very often outside of our comfort zone to do God's will. If one's nature is to be soft-spoken and quiet, but yet there are times that you must speak up and speak up for your people and speak up for your land and speak up for what's right. And if a person is sometimes loud, gregarious, he's the life of the party, he has to know when to keep quiet. He has to know that in the synagogue he's not to be that way. And so it is that God tests each and every individual. Let me remind everybody the Ramban tells us on the Akeda. Why does Hashem test Abraham? Hashem knows that Abraham is going to pass the test. Hashem does it for Abraham's sake, literally to convert his potential and to have it actualized. And that's such an important idea that through our tests, we grow. Through the tests that Hashem gives us, we become a much better individual. And so, the first parrach of Mesilas Yesharim of Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, Zechat Tzadik Levracha, tells us le turns out taking a step back, looking at man's purpose in this world,, the primary purpose and being of man in this world, Hurak lekaye mitzvos, the Jew has a responsibility to fulfill the mitzvos. The La'avod serve God, the Amod And to literally pass the tests. The tests are not only in school, the tests are there every day. And even though we pray, Altavianu every morning, lowly day nisoyon, there are tests And these tests, we have to understand, are good for us. And each person should look at themselves and realize, as the Chidush Orim says in quoting the Sefer Aschus, that each person should look at himself. And he knows, we all know what our weak spot is. And instead of saying, well, the rest of me is good, no, that weak spot that you have, that is God's test of you, and that is what you have to work on, especially in order to overcome, to uplift, and to make your life a much more perfect one. This is one very important lesson that each and every one of us can and should learn from this week's Parsha of Toldos. Avram is tested to go against Chesed. Yaakov is tested to go against Emes. Yitzchak was tested to go against Din. And each and every one of us are tested in our own way in order that we should become greater individuals as well. Shabbat Shalom to all.
0: J.M. in the A.M. My thanks to Rabbi Yudin, as we have uh, certainly made an impact, to say the least. We have made quite an impact here on a Friday morning broadcast at J.M. in the A.M in terms of our uh, brand new home in New York City at the Nahom Siegel Network and I thank everybody out there. By the way, if you go to Nahom Siegel Network Facebook update page, we promised you videos. The video that we call uh that we call the memoir, the morning memoir about my first thirty four years in radio is up. It just went up this morning. So we want and I want to thank Mayor Cruder and everybody who was responsible for that uh for that production. So everybody out there who um is anxious as we uh, we tossed a trailer out there earlier in the week, anxious to see the morning memoir about my first 34 years in radio. Uh, you can check that out. Nahum Single Network Facebook update page. Also on the Facebook update page, by the way, is our uh, two minute <laughs> our two minute um, uh, section of our incredible visit to the or Winery about their blue bottle, the Moscato. And already, we just posted it last night, already has over 700 views for that video. And it is an amazing two-minute synopsis of an amazing bottle of wine. So check that out. Make sure to watch at least both those videos. There's other great video content there at the Siegel uh, Network Facebook update page. Uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz is with us. He, of course, coaches the uh, YU Maccabees, the great men's basketball team up in Washington Heights. We're proud to say they won last night. So, I believe their record is at 500 now. We'll find out right now. Coach Elliot Steinmetz, welcome back to JM and the AM. Hey, good morning. Thank you. Am I right, you guys are at 500? We are at 500, yeah. All right, congratulations. And am I right or wrong that Sunday is the only home day game of the entire season? You are correct. Right. I had one last Sunday, but this is the only one left. All right, so uh, if you want to go with your family, Right. Anybody out there, we always push this and I know it gets a, another 10, 20 people to go out there and enjoy the game with the kids. If you want to go with your family, some amazing basketball and something that you'll be filled with YU pride and Jewish pride and Israel pride and everything else. One o'clock this coming Sunday. At the Max Stern Athletic Center, normally my Sundays are crazy. I am proud to say this Sunday I am clear, and if everything goes according to the plan that me and 11-year-old Gavri Siegel have Elliot Steinmetz, we will be there in the stands this coming Sunday, please God. <laughs> that is awesome. We will we'll save you a big seat. I appreciate that. Uh, what can you tell us about the team? First of all, is, it, is there a set starting five? Like, Are there five gentlemen that we should expect start each game in the early part of this season at this point?
6: Well, yeah. I mean, we've we've been pretty consistent in that. It doesn't mean it won't change over the course of the year. But we've had we've had the same five starters so far in every game.
0: Can you tell us who they are and uh, what grades? What the uh, what the uh, you know are they seniors, juniors, et cetera? Can you let us know who they are.
6: Yeah, of course. Uh, we have three senior starters: Michael Berg, who's from uh, from New York. We have uh, Dean Pianica from Israel. Uh, Jordan Hode, who is from Jersey. Um, Simcha Halpert is a freshman from California. And Judah Cohn is a sophomore from Jersey.
0: Is is that that sounds unusual that a sophomore and freshman would be in the starting lineup of a college team? Is is it in fact, or not? I
6: don't I don't know if it's so unusual. I mean, it's uh, you know we're 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 finding who fits best, who our best guys are, and uh, putting them out on the floor. I, I don't know, it doesn't matter to me so much uh, you know what their what their grade level is.
0: When you took over, we made a very big deal about the early morning workouts, a different type of uh, of regimen that you implemented with your assistant coaches for the team. Is all that still happening? Are people still waking up like uh, during J.M. and the A.M. hours for all of this?
6: We are, yeah. I mean, I'm in my car before five o'clock every morning on the way, and you know those guys are in the gym by 5:45, 6 a.m. pretty much every morning.
0: And how's it going? Like, I mean, is there a way to evaluate if it's been an effective system or not?
6: We had a winning record the last two years, and we're working on one again this year. So hopefully, it's uh, I think been effective. <laughs> and I think I think I think we have their attention that early in the morning, mentally, which is important.
0: I can imagine, unbelievable. And uh, do you have uh, do you have great demands of them on game day itself, or or that that, that you, you take it easy on them when it comes uh, time to actually play a game that day?
6: So game days, we'll generally do a, an afternoon shoot around. It'll usually be around 12 or 1 o'clock. We'll have the gym for about an hour and a half and, uh, and have a, have a team shoot around.
0: So they could walk in this Sunday at about what time to start the whole thing? Sundays, they'll be there by 11 o'clock. Well, alright. And, uh, go over the last minute things and all that stuff. Now, some people might be surprised at the level of preparation that you and your staff make at this point. Because if I'm not mistaken, I mean, it hasn't, hasn't what we what we would in the old days call film and scouting reports haven't haven't those seeped in over the last couple of years into your whole uh, system of preparation
6: yeah, I, yeah you'll laugh I'm sitting in front of my computer screen for about an hour and a half now with about five screens open with two <laughs> films stats uh roster for St. Joseph Long Island who are playing on Sunday and uh, you know I've already sent out a two or three page scout to the team. There'll be more added to it a little bit later on. But yeah, we we do a lot of preparation. I have thankfully some really good assistant coaches, uh, Benji Ritzholz, who you probably remember played sure. a couple of years ago, who's been terrific, and mm-hmm. and a uh, a kid from Israel, Daniel Tamir, a former professional player uh, who's who's young but extremely knowledgeable, who's been who's been a huge help.
0: And you can't give us any of that on the air, right? You can't even give us a tip of what to look for from the opposing team on Sunday.
6: I mean they they're a good <laughs> team. These are conference games. All these teams are good. I mean they're right. they're they're strong. They're uh they have some good shooters. They have a couple of players back that we know for the last 2 years can really really score the ball. So uh you know it it'll, it'll be a tough matchup, but you know we we uh we we have, we have our we have our, we have our ways of uh we we have a way of get, you know getting what we need.
0: And I got to ask you, I mean you you have 3 members of the Hode family on the same team. It must be I mean I know people are making a big deal about this for good reason. It must be I don't know pretty cool in a way, right? Well, it's really like five because we, we consider the and Janet part of the team too. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I hope they heard that. <laughs> they so deserve it and rightfully so. That's great. Uh, but it must be a cool feeling to be able to have three of the, of, uh, three brothers on the same team at once. Yeah, they're, they're a
6: great family and really great kids.
0: Um, alright. Uh, it's one o'clock Sunday. I don't know if you think I'm making too big of a deal of this or not. I think it's a golden opportunity for families to come out, just see what YU has to offer and how you guys represent our people on the basketball court, which I think is amazing, and uh, you know, hey, the bigger the crowd, the more inspiration your team has to go out and uh, and bring home a victory. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah, I don't think you can make a big enough deal about it. I think it's been a lot of fun. We've had great crowds, you know, the last couple of years. Right. People are coming to the games. It's been exciting in the gym, and uh, you know, it is. It's fun to
0: watch our boys compete. All right, one o'clock Sunday. We hope to see you there. Hopefully, some of our listeners will be there as well. And we wish you good luck as this season has uh, gotten off to a pretty good start so far. Continued success to you, Elliot, and the entire team. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Elliot Steinmetz is coach of the She University Maccabees. Sunday, 1 p.m., everybody. I'm telling you, you go. It's free. Your kids will love it. You could get some great YU and YU Maccabees swag that they sell over there. And it just, it's a wonderful feeling being there, the for playing at the beginning of the game and uh, watching a team represent the Jewish people and representing them well. Uh, there's a, there's a a real gentlemanly atmosphere that goes on uh when yeshiva um invites other teams to their home or when yeshiva's a guest in other teams' homes. They really do a great job of it. Uh, more coming up. It's a JM and AM Friday morning at thirteen minutes before the hour. Don't forget, Naomi Nachman, table for two. She is coming up uh with the uh with the full program starting at nine AM Eastern time. That's why we end at nine o'clock on Friday now. We'll still be doing that because we go straight to Naomi with table for two. In addition, Kedem presents the incredible Arab Shabbos music mix. You will thank me for introducing you to the NSN app over the last couple of months because you'll have the Arab Shabbos music mix by Kedem going in the background all through the day, all the way until 4.09 in the New York area, and you will thank me for that. It's an amazing way to prepare for Shabbos, and i got to thank everybody who's been commenting on the app. Um, so many people have been writing in over the last hour and a half, and we haven't gotten to any of these, and we do like to uh, to get to all of them on the air if possible. <coughs> Excuse me. We like to get to as many of them as possible. Um, let's see here. We have one that, uh, <laughs> isn't it funny you mentioned Shekhyan the first time you were on the air in 1983. Those of you listening yesterday know what this listener is referring to. And now the first day on digital, also that first recording in 1983, you sound like your son, Yamin. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, <coughs> wow. Um, love it, Reb Nacho. Michael Achayel, thank you very much for that. Mazel tov going out to Ariella Altshuler and Aziz Bear, a newly engaged couple. Mazel tov to them from all of us here at JM in the AM. If you have any questions about anything, it's Yoni at com, Y-O-N-I at com, And you can see all the comments, all the app comments That have been coming through over the last hour and a half and throughout the entire morning if you go to the NSN app right now. Many of you, oh boy, talking a little too much this morning, I guess. Many of you are aware of the fact that we're heading to Israel May 22nd uh, with uh, World Mizrahi for the Yom Yishalayim 50th celebration. (coughs) And this is a major deal, a very big deal. Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs has a special message regarding the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem as we invite our listeners to come along with the Mizrahi World Movement. Go to Mizrahi.org for information. Here is the message from Rabbi Sachs.
7: Friends, I'd like to invite you to join me in a mission that I think will be one of the great moments of your life and mine. To come together in Jerusalem for Yom Yerushalayim as part of Mizrahi World Movement's mission to bring as many Jews from across the world to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the reuniting and rebuilding of Jerusalem. One of the great events, not only in our time, but in all of Jewish history. Friends, you know, there is that lovely line in Psalms. Jerusalem is rebuilt like a city that is compact together and of course that's what we see each time we visit Jerusalem today what all that hundred generations of our ancestors prayed for but never really thought they would live to see and we have lived to see it that line in Psalms has a special meaning on those words a city that is bound closely together the third century Amora Rabbi Yoshua Ben Levi said it means Yerushalayim is Yer she'oseh kom Yisrael chaverim." it is the city that turns all Jews into friends. so let us do that let us do an Aliya l'regell let us come together from every Jewish community in the world and join together as friends celebrating the most glorious city in all of religious history. The city that we wept for and now we rejoice for. Let's come together and celebrate with World Mizrahi. Please be there. I'll be there. And I think we will have a celebration that we will never forget.
1: Shalom Aleichem Malakh hasharet, malache,
3: malakh Mi hamlachim Akadosh kedosh
1: Oh o shalom shalom malachem o shalom shalom Shalom, Malachi, Hashalom, Malachi Elyon Mimelech, Malachi, Hamlachim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu O Bo'achem, Bo'achem, L'Shalom O Bo'achem, Bo'achem, L'Shalom O Bo'achem, Bo'achem, L'Shalom Ba'chuni, L'Shalom Shalom, oh, Zetren, Zetren, Shalom, oh, Shabbat, Shabbat, Shalom, Shabbat,
0: Shalom. Shlok rock, a Shabbat in Liverpool, Shalom Aleichem. As we're a minute away from our closing theme, as we always close out our Friday show with It's Time to Say Good Shabbos, which we're going to be doing in just a moment here at JM and the Am. A reminder you just heard the Mizrahi message from Rabbi Sachs. A reminder that there is a website, Mizrahi.org. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. That's where you go to join us on the incredible mission uh, that we call. Uh, I think someone's app is on. Uh, that we call. <laughs> the incredible mission that we call being in Israel for the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. Mizrahi.org slash YY50. That is, um, that is where you want to go. And the last thing I expected on a Friday morning broadcast is to be joined by Nahum Siegel Network staff members. Uh, Friday is usually, uh, usually a lonelier day at the Nahum Siegel Network when you're hosting a show because, uh, we generally don't convene at any point except over the telephone. But uh, I just got an amazing surprise as, uh, Incredible representatives of the Nahum Segal Network and JM, the AM, have uh, walked into the studio to celebrate this momentous occasion and to revel in the uh, thousands and thousands of people who are listening and the hundreds who are commenting via the app and through email and texting and everything else and commenting on the videos that we've got ahead. <laughs> a happy first day cake is in my hands. We've got to take a picture of that. And... Um, And what can I say? Just uh, the whole thing is pretty amazing. Uh, It is, in fact, time to say Good Shabbos. Journey's coming up here at JM and the AM as we close out this show, continue with our incredible programming. Like I keep saying, you will thank me. Those of you who who have just discovered uh, the NSN app, you are going to thank me for introducing you to it because... um, (coughs) because you're going to be treated to an incredible Arab Shabbos music mix all through the day sponsored by our friends at KEDEM time to take a Shabbos with Journeys at JM in the AM Sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener sponsored, WFMU Star Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety-one. 90- oh, That's so funny. That is so funny. I can't believe it. I knew that was going to happen at some point. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener sponsored, digital radio. Heard exclusively around the world at NahumSingle.com, the NSN Network, and the NSN app. And, of course, I predicted that I would do exactly what I just did. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, it's been an incredible day, an amazing first day for us in our all-digital platform, everybody. Naomi Nachman is next, coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, on the NSN app. As I kept telling you all through the morning, listen all through the day. You'll be glad you did. Our Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix is coming up. There is a lot happening every single day. Tomorrow... It's Saturday Night Siegel with Avrami and all of our great Saturday Night programming. Matis with JM Sunday on Sunday with Neely Block, uh, the kickboxer who uh, boxes with great pride for Israel and the Jewish people. She'll be his guest coming up uh, 8 o'clock hour on Sunday during JM Sunday. Monday morning we speak to you with Benny Friedman live in studio, which we are very much looking forward to. Have a fabulous Shabbos, great weekend until Monday. Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.